This is Linda's Keys to Academic Success. Join Linda Hatfield as she speaks with Muskingum University students, faculty, and staff about the resources and strategies to help students succeed. Linda's Keys to Academic Success is brought to you by WMCO and the Spring 2023 Media Seminar Class at Muskingum University. Welcome to the first episode of the second season of Linda's Keys to Academic Success. I'm Linda Hatfield, and we are ready to dive into discussions with students about ways to find academic success in college. Today, we are talking with three upper-class students here at Muskingum University who have found value and benefits from creating and or building relationships with faculty and staff on campus. My first guests are Paige Stringfellow and Paul Lambeau. Welcome to both of you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, Paige, I'm going to start with you. You've served as um, one of my mentors for my first-year class for a couple of years now. So you have experience working with first-year students. Why do you think um, students are reluctant to talk to faculty or to make um, use of student office hours um, that faculty have for each class? I think that some students that I've noticed, they have a fear of they don't want to be the person who's not understanding and they don't want to ask for help. They want to do it by themselves. Like, oh, they have this like ideology that they're supposed to do. You're on your own. You're not with your mom and dad anymore or whoever you lived with. Do it yourself and learn. And I think the fear and rationalization comes in like, I got to do it, I got to do it, I got to do it. But in reality, people are there to help you. Like Arjun is one of them. You're one of them. Dr. Dunnick's one of them. So many people are like, oh, like, they're hard. I don't know what to do. Like, blah, blah, I heard this. I've heard this. But in reality, if you ask them and try to get them to understand them and know them on a different level rather than just be like, I show up for class and I sit there and write notes. And if I sit there, then I'll sit on my phone. Like, instead of doing that and actually going and reaching out, be like, oh, why do you always wear running clothes? Like, do you wear running shoes? Like, where are you going to go? Like, are you run? Like, simple questions lead into simple things, and I think kids don't realize that, mm-hmm. and they're afraid to take the risks to be vulnerable, and I think that's a very key thing that people should understand, that if you take risks and choose vulnerability to put yourself out there, it makes a difference, and it can change the way you put have a point of view on everything. I think that makes a lot of sense. So, Paul, what, what from your perspective, um, how would you answer that question? Um, I would say it's the intimidation factor that a professor might have, even though they don't intend to be intimidating. Um, a lot of students are just intimidated by the fact that professors are this, like, new. that's a new era for, like, them, and this is a new field, and, you know, hey, this is the executive functioning now, like, we have to figure out how we can do this by ourselves, like Paige was saying, but... Um, it's still like intimidating because it's not just like a high school teacher where you can just walk in. Like you have to respect their time and they respect your time. But I would say, I mean, it's not intimidating once you get to know them. I mean, a lot of the faculty are um, involved in a lot of other things outside of the classroom. And as you get comfortable with that, you get to know that more about them and things you just become second nature almost. So, yeah, very good answer. So, um, Paige, can you tell me a little bit about your personal experience with building relationships with faculty and staff here at Muskingum? Yeah, I have a couple, actually. Um, Some teachers that I haven't even had ever. For instance, I had one I had with Jim Dooley. He's a biology professor. I had my freshman year, 
and I was a kid in school, and I still am, but like not as much as from when I first came, that I can tell you what's happening in class, but I'm a kid that when you sit down and take a test right away, you're not necessarily understanding it at a different, on the context that you should be, or I'm the kid that like freaks out, oh no, I don't know what to do when I take it. And Jim was one of the teachers that realized that, that like I know it in class, I answer the questions, I'll tell you the answer. But when I sit down and take a test, that I'm not gonna perform it the exact same way I would. And he said something in class and I stayed after. And then after, after that, that, him and I built a relationship of that if I need something to ask. And he ended up being, the, in the sorority I joined, he ended up being our academic advisor. And so that kind of helped too because I was able to handle struggling with like sports, sorority, and schoolwork at the same time. And he kind of helped start the build of that. And then some other relationships I have, I have one with you which started really quickly. Everyone's like, oh, like it's just an FYS class. But no, like I learned like a lot and I learned about myself and I learned people who I actually talked to somewhat the most are were in that first class, which is another helpful aspect. And then teachers like Arjun, who I said in the previous question, he's very help, help, helpful with what you do in your class. So like if you don't understand simple things with homework and I was able to build my relationship with him by like asking questions and trying to understand things. And then I had like a couple some uh, professors freshman year who I haven't had since, like Mag Thomas McGrath, Dr. McGrath, and he still asked me, how's soccer going or how's everything going? And so stuff like that, like you build relationships, simple questions lead, lead into longer relationships with people. And I don't think people realize that if you don't utilize what you've, you know and what you want to learn, then there's no way of understanding the unknown question that you don't know you have. That's great. And I'm, I'm glad to hear the relationships that you have and that you are comfortable even with professors that you haven't had in class. I love that. Paul, I recently took a tour of the um, students accessibility mm -hmm. services and plus area that you led mm -hmm. and you are just really knowledgeable about the faculty and staff there. So I'm assuming that you have really positive relationships with them. How um, have those relationships and relationships that you have with other professors on campus, how has that affected your success here at Muskingum? Um, well, to start, um, those relationships are kind of built on a simple, like, I have to let you know that I have a disability um, conversation at the beginning of the semester. Um, being a student who has challenges and is in a college level, um, I have the choice to disclose that to professors and to staff and to faculty and let them know, like, hey, this is a challenge that I have. And if I'm doing something in class or acting a certain way, that's why. Um, that kind of opens up the door. Uh, for a lot of those um, relationships. Um, another thing that kind of has helped me is that um, if you've asked anybody, I have a lot of jobs on campus. I've pretty much worked everywhere. <laughs> um, I've worked in the dining hall. I've been an RA. I work in PLUS and Student Accessibility Services, like you mentioned. Um, and being a part of Greek life, um, I kind of am bouncing everywhere, and I do talk to pretty much everybody on campus. Uh, since we have such a small community, um, I like to touch base with the professors and let like let them know like hey even though I'm not in this major even though you really don't know me I'm here to help and I can represent Muskingum in the best way possible and that usually is how I get most of these like um, opportunities and uh, knowledgeable in certain content areas and friendships so well it was really brave for you to tell me about your disability here um, but is it is it nerve-wracking and and to come out and tell your professors that you have a disability? Um, 
I would say no. I mean, living with it, I mean, I'm 22 now, living with it for 22 years, it has just become secondhand. Uh, and I'm lucky, and I think we're all lucky as students here to have great fa- faculty that um, understand that and are welcoming to that. Um, I know a lot of, of these campuses around the country might not have that ability, um, but still, I wouldn't say it's nerve-wracking at all. Usually it kind of is like, hey, I'm in plus, and they're like, oh, okay, just let me know when you're using your accommodations, and that's it. It's kind of like an icebreaker. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. This next question is for both of you, actually. So I'll, since I'm talking to Paul, I'll kind of ask you first, and then I'll, I'll wrap up with Paige. Um, have your faculty or staff relationships um, helped you outside of the classroom or as you contemplate life after graduation, like that's happening pretty soon, have any of those relationships kind of guided you to this place that you're in right now? Most definitely. Like um, basically I would say that all these relationships have just not pushed me, but more so shown me that there's options. There are, if something doesn't work out, then I have this option. I have plan A, I have plan B, I have plan C, and so on and so forth. Um, They have shown me that kind of no matter what, there's still like people around in this world and on this campus that will support you no matter what and and, like can be there for you and uh, things of that nature. But I mean, it. I've never would have thought I'd be doing this right now. Um, And again, that's because staff here has pushed me and has shown me like, hey, it's possible. You can do it and things like that. So. Okay. All right. Paige, how about you? Um, like you're going to be graduating here in the spring. So how have relationships that you've developed on campus with faculty and or staff um, kind of helped you with knowing what you're going to do now or internships or whatever that um, opportunities that you've had? I think all of them, like you said, have put in a factor. Um, I used to have a relationship when I was in relationships with staff with Christina, who just left the big store, and I was really close with her. I called her like my mom at school. So if there was ever anything like, oh, like I'm not ready for this, or does this outfit look fine? Little things that like are uncommon, not common that you would say to a professor, but common you would have with the friendship of someone. But it was also nice because it was like in someone who had advice about school and knew the professors like hey make sure you're going to do that because they don't like it when you do this before i even had that professor so stuff like that it's like so there it's an add-on to advice that you wouldn't expect when you're at school and i live three and a half hours away from home so it's not like i can just oh i'm going to go home this weekend or i'm going to go home for an for the night so that makes a big difference and even like Going back to internship that you brought up, like Jackie Vesker is very helpful and she's in the career services and she helped me. I had confusion of what to put for the previous internship I had of what to put on from a resume and helped me with that. And I was able to um, fix it. And I have an interview actually coming up this Thursday for my future. So I'm excited for that. And I was talking in the Bates. I was talking in the bait shop earlier um, this sem- last semester, and I ended up getting an internship through the school through that by just having a casual conversation. So little things like help build relationships that you wouldn't expect. And I think that's very heartwarming to understand that this small community helps you build an even bigger community to your life. I think that's cool. I think it's, it's um, 
remarkable that both of you have stepped out of comfort zones that you might have had and started talking, as you said, just in the bait shop or just, you know, in the, in the plus center, um, you just start talking and things happen because you start talking and developing just friendships and, and relationships. So I appreciate you sharing with me today about the relationships that you have. Um, any last minute advice you would give to students, either one of you, um, to students who are still kind of a little iffy about talking to faculty? Um, I think I have a one per se. I would go out of your comfort zone and if you have to second guess it, if it's going to be something beneficial for you or you're afraid to do something, take the second thought and think about it if you should do it or not and take that opportunity because most opportunities are out the door and change and open other doors for you. Good. Um, I would say one thing you have to remember is most of the staff here is involved in some kind of extracurricular or Greek organization. So keep that in mind. They interact with all the student body on some sort of level. Um, I know a handful of professors who oversee Greek organizations and they are comfortable talking about pretty much anything that involves anybody or anything with that any particular subject. So just keep that in mind. I mean, professors are not scary. Staff is not scary. They know us. We know them. It's a small campus. It's They will know you even if you don't know them. So just keep that in mind. Great advice. Thank you both very much. And uh, we'll be back with our next segment. Thank you, Linda. Thank, thank mm -hmm. you, Linda. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Wally's Pizza. Visit Wally's Pizza at 15 West Main Street in New Concord. Hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10.30 to 10. Thanks to Wally's Pizza for supporting Linda's Keys. My next guest is Sydney Trudeau. Welcome, Sydney. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, we're talking about relationships with faculty and staff um, and how they help students find success, academic success especially. Can you explain your Muskingum experience in this area with relationships with faculty? Um, so I transferred in my freshman year, second semester, and that was actually right when COVID hit us. So I didn't get a chance when I initially came to campus to make many connections on campus as we were here maybe two months before we were sent home. And that was really, that was a big drastic change for me. So when we came back in the fall, I kind of had a mental goal to make bigger connections on campus with students, with faculty, just to set myself off on a better foot. So I kind of just started putting myself out there, trying to communicate with my professors, especially since before I transferred from WVU, um, Professors didn't know you. They didn't try to get to know you. You were really more a number in a classroom rather than a person. So I really just did my best to put myself out there and actually communicate with my professors, get to know them, see them as a person so they would see me as a person, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, from, from your perspective, how can students step out kind of like you did, and find ways um, to get to know faculty and staff, especially students that may not, you, you're a pretty outgoing person anyway. So what, what do you think um, can help students do this? Definitely stepping outside of their comfort zone. It wasn't something that was easy for me. Um, I remember my heart actually going 
insanely <laughs> crazy when I would try or feel it in my throat. But just telling myself that if you don't communicate with them, you're never going to know. You're not going to get an answer if you don't at least try to communicate with them. And if I want to be understood, then I can't make them, I can't assume that they can read my mind or anything like that. And it kind of made the connections that you make with your professors or with faculty a lot deeper and more understood in the classroom when you know that they're just a human being too, um, not just seeing them as a professor doing their job, but knowing, oh, well, I know who they are as a person. That kind of cuts a barrier down, I think, in the classroom, and it makes you gain a lot more respect for them, not just as a professor, but again, as a person. And you made me think you were in um, a class that I taught, Library 220, <laughs> and I can remember there were other students as well as you, but like you would always talk to me after class about how things were in, in my personal life, like how are things going and things like that. So that made me more comfortable mm -hmm. to talk to you. So I think students don't always think about that from the other side, that maybe faculty are not as comfortable just striking up a conversation exactly. with a student. So sometimes it's a two-way street. So I appreciate that. Um, now, this is a little off topic, but related at the same time. What other ways have you found to find community and belonging on campus, especially being a transfer student as you were? Um, so... <laughs> I went from, again, I knew maybe two or three people on campus, and I wanted to put myself out there. I initially would stay in my room, not really go to class, go to the dining hall, come back, and just call it quits right there, and that really didn't get me anywhere. So I started trying to just talk to people more. I met Paige in the bathroom my freshman year, and it kind of just slowly from there kind of was like a domino effect of, slowly branching out more. I was also very anxious in talking to people, and that was something that I struggled with trying to put myself out there. But again, the perspective of if I don't try, it's never going to happen. It's always going to be a no if you never ask. So I started going to events more, going to volleyball outside more, just trying to strike up conversations with people. And that eventually went into me joining Greek life and me joining a few clubs, which turned into a few more clubs, which turned into a too many clubs that I could handle for about a year. Um, and it helped me get involved in a handful of things that have opened doors for me. Um, I was in student senate for a year, which gave me a lot of leaders leadership perspectives that I didn't have beforehand and really just opened up the community for me. And it gave me a new perspective of the community. Um, before we came back from COVID, I initially I didn't want to stick around very long just because of the two months that I was here. I didn't make much of a dent in not in the community, but for myself. So that was kind of it's kind of a downer for me. But I just came back with a new way of looking at it, I guess. And if I didn't try, it would be a no. So I just did my best. And if I didn't worst case, I would be exactly where I started. So there's no way that it could get worse. I, I actually love the fact that you're, you are telling me that you are not the most outgoing and just come natural to you because from my perspective, just seeing you from one class and around campus, mm -hmm. I would have assume, assumed that this was all easy for you. So I appreciate this because I know that there are a lot of students out there who 
they think they can't do this because they're an introvert. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they write in journals in my classes, you know, I can't talk to people because I'm an introvert Mm -hmm. and it's not comfortable for me. But there you are, you know, you're saying that it didn't come natural to you, but you kind of made yourself do it. I think if you're comfortable, you're not growing. So for me, if something, if I think about something, if it makes me uncomfortable, I think it's going to be beneficial for me. It's also listening to my intuition. If it's a bad, uncomfortable, I'm not going to go towards it. But if something, if I think about something and it kind of frightens me in a way, I'm like, okay, so what could it do for me? Talking to people, it always benefited me too. And it would be scary at first, but it's slowly since then I went from, if I would talk in front of a crowd, my heart would be going crazy to becoming a waitress a couple years ago for a year and that was scary, just talking to tables. I was like, well, you have to do this. You have no choice. And just with practice, it kind of got easier a little bit day by day. But it also applied with my professors, talking to them, kind of similar to Paul. I can't expect them to understand things if I didn't talk to them. But actually talking to them about, hey, if I'm showing up in your class or not showing up in your class, if I don't seem like I'm present, even if I am there physically, here's why. And knowing what it was terrifying to actually tell them that and communicate that with them. But if I didn't do that, then they would see me as, well, why doesn't she show up? Or why isn't she here? She's in class, but she's not here. And the perfectionist in me wasn't okay with that. Mm -hmm. So I just had to kind of make a a compromise, I guess. This question is just a little off the beaten path of what we've been talking about. And you don't have to name names or anything. I would rather you didn't. But I think this is a question that students struggle with. So have you ever had a professor that you didn't particularly like or just it didn't mesh? You weren't quite it wasn't going the way you wanted. Um, How did you find it in you to push through and pass the class anyway and do the stuff, even though you didn't like the class or or you didn't like the professor? So you didn't feel like going to class. How do you get past that? Um. I've been lucky enough lately that with my majors and minors, I have a reoccurring professors. So it's usually similar ones over time. But when I did transfer, I was new. I was in my gen ed classes. So it was just professors that I had no clue who they were. Um, I had a f- I had two professors that I struggled with a bit. One was just very challenging, very they had high expectations and even though it was like a level 100 class they treated it as a 300 level class and put very high expectations on you of oh we finished chapter one why haven't you read ahead to chapter three things of that nature or when we went online for covid it was no real explanations and it was just here's our homework have it turned in by 8 a.m no nothing actually explained and for a while it was really frustrating especially freshman year me 18 year old me she had a different mindset she was also very she held grudges Mm -hmm. um and she i i hated it i was very frustrated i would kind of rant about it to my mom but i also just tried to keep in mind i saw something on twitter a couple years ago and it's something that keeps me going in college is don't always take the easy classes just to get an easy A because it's not going to teach you anything. And sometimes it's really hard to want to do because everyone wants to just, we just want to pass. We want to get through college. It's rough. But we also want to leave this campus with new knowledge. Otherwise, why are we paying money for the four just to not learn anything and get an easy way out? So 
that mindset kind of pushed me through it to just remember, you know, they're hard on you because they want you to get something out of it or these high expectations are placed on you for a reason. Maybe they see something in you that you're not yet seeing in yourself. So I would kind of just bite my tongue and tell myself it would be worth it. And I haven't had to take any classes in those specific areas ever since. So I got what I needed out of it and I haven't had to do it again either. Good. Pushing through is is difficult, but it is it is almost one of the essential elements of college is pushing through when you want to give up. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, last question here. Um, what advice do you have for students who are either afraid of or don't want to talk to professors or staff members? Um, I'll probably just be repeating myself, but just seeing them as human beings, you get to know them so much deeper. And again, they will never be able to understand if you don't communicate with them. I mean, communication and comprehension, I preach that in my daily life to my friends probably way too much, but it's something I live by. We always, expressing things is so hard for us. We just want people to see our struggles and just visibly see it and know and want them to reach out to us, but it's not that easy. We're, we're all human. So just knowing that they might be struggling too, even though they're professors or faculty, they're still humans and they were in our shoes before. So they, nine times out of 10, probably understand what you're feeling or they've seen it before and they know how to talk to you about it. So just knowing, just know that they're human, just like we are. They're probably still trying to figure it out just like we are and going for it because the worst case is either a no or you just stay stagnant in the place that you're already at. So you can't go backwards. It'll just work out for you or no, it always works out for you. Even if it's not in your favor, it always works out for you. Eventually, Eventually it works out. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much for, for joining me today and giving a lot of really good insight for people who are listening. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This episode of Linda's Keys to Academic Success is sponsored by Wally's Pizza. Visit Wally's Pizza at 15 West Main Street in New Concord. Hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10.30 to 10. Thanks to Wally's Pizza for supporting Linda's Keys. Focusing on what key in the 13 keys of academic success that um, this particular topic focuses on is the it's um, the self-assessment and communication with professors. Um, that whole communication with professors is so very important. And all all three of my guests talked about how it affected them, how their their communication and their relationships with faculty and staff. We they, they talked about professors. They talked about um, staff members that they have um, worked with. They've, you know, talked about coaches. I think somebody talked about a coach. So, you know, all of that is very, very important. And so it also, we also talked a lot about comfort and being uncomfortable. And it, this has been the theme of my entire week. I actually talked to a student last week who was very uncomfortable about a certain situation. And she said, my mom tells me I need to be more comfortable being uncomfortable. And so we talked about that. We talked about what that means. And, um, it, and I think the, the conversation with Sydney was very interesting because 
from my perspective, having Sydney in class, I thought she was really outgoing and and that talking to me, talking to other people came very natural to her. But just listening to her talk, it didn't come as natural as I perceived. She had to make her build herself up and talk about it. She became comfortable being uncomfortable doing it. And then she talked about how over time it got easier to do um, talking to others and talking in front of people and, and things like that. Um, with with Paige and Paul both, they they had interactions not only with with professors, but also with students. And that I think it started with students. Like I know Paige was really good. She was good in in my first first semester class. Um, she's just very outgoing. That's just how Paige is. But I think she also has a level of uncomfortable, you know, so and she kind of overcame that as well. And Paul, Paul was was brave enough to, you know, that he uses his disability as an icebreaker with with faculty. And I think students think that they have all these weird things about them. They they think that that professors are high above them and they they are not. Um, One person told me once, and this is helping me to be comfortable. I work in a university and sometimes I'm uncomfortable around faculty members. And faculty members are expert in, experts in their field. Most of them are know everything there is to know in that field, but they're not necessarily experts in other fields. They are just human beings. And knowing that and believing that while we're still respecting their knowledge and their field, they're going to teach you everything they know. That's their that's their job. But understanding that they are just human beings, I think all three of them, my guests, talked about how they were just people, and I think that's what students um, need to understand and become more comfortable with. Just you know, treating them like human beings, and they'll see that they will be also treated like human beings. So these, you know, when you're looking at, you know, there are 13 keys to academic success. um, And over the course of of this podcast, we end up talking about a lot of them. But that one is very important because I see so many students that just either can't or won't or don't feel comfortable in having these these conversations that can really open up um, their academic ability, their academic success and and, and opportunities that if you keep your mouth shut in class and or, heaven forbid, don't go to class, you're, you're really not going to, to get. So um, I appreciate the, the openness of these, these three students, and I hope that this, the lessons that they, that they learned and they talked about will help some students listening to really learn that it is okay to be uncomfortable and to have relationships and to talk to faculty members and staff members because it can help you in ways that you can't even imagine at this point. Linda's Keys to Academic Success is produced at WMCO Studios at Muskingum University by Seth Roseberry and Kaylin Shalosky as part of the Spring 23 Media Senior Seminar class. Host Linda Hatfield is an education sports specialist at Muskingum University. She teaches Keys to Academic Success, a class to help students dig into skills, 
tools and strategies to help them focus on academics and find success in college. Linda has a master's degree in library and information sciences from the University of Pittsburgh and has been an educator for over 25 years. Any reproduction or use of this program without written consent from WMCO is prohibited. Thank you for tuning in to Linda's Keys to Academic Success.